18 years, 18 long years, this poor woman was bound by Satan to something that wasn't serving her relationship with God and had left her hunched over. Yesterday we had an amazing meeting of people looking at the future of the parish, of the things that we have to do moving forward. The parish was amalgamated in 2001 with St Matthew's joining St Linus's. 21 years we have been bound by things that aren't serving us with our relationship with God. And how much as a parish do we feel a little bit hunched over and a little bit lost in our relationship with God because certain things weren't dealt with right at the start of of the journey that we were on. So it's not unreasonable to see this this reading in the context of our parish as we move forward today, is it? As I looked at the documents and the people that were there looked at the documents of the amalgamation, there were some things that were supposed to happen three years down the track. A lot of the information that was given was for the time being, for the time being. Well, that time being has kept going on for many, many years. And there has never been a resolution to some of those things. And I'm very grateful for those people that were there because we're going to do what the reading says today and we're going to bring a healing energy to the parish and we're going to unbind ourselves from Satan and do the things that we ought to have done in order to allow this parish to flow with the rivers of the Holy Spirit. As we read passages in Luke, not every sickness is a sickness where there is a demon that possesses the person. But in this situation, Luke does associate a demon with this woman. And it's a different style of of possession. If we remember the demoniac, the demoniac was (coughs) attacked by many, many spirits. He He had a legion of spirits that were constantly attacking him and we were talking about being under spiritual attack. In this passage, we're talking about Satan binding us to a conviction that we might have had in the past and allowing that conviction to grow and hold on to us. So much so that we no longer stand tall and straight and put our hands up to God in praise and thanks, but we are hunched over as we move forward. And it is not unrealistic when we look at all the research that shows the impact of emotions and spirituality on our physicalities, is it? When you are feeling down, when you are feeling sad, your body reacts, you're sad. When people see you walking down the street, if you're not standing tall, people often say, well, well, what's wrong? Are you feeling okay? It's the same deal with our spiritual life. When we are not connected to God, when we are not feeling like we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, Sometimes we can stand down and look down to the ground and our hands go in our pockets or we hold them here or we cross them over, but they're not, hold, they're not being held up to God. Over the re- last few days, I've seen people mourning, I've seen people sad, I've seen people in certain situations, but I haven't seen them hunched over. So the circumstances we find ourselves in 
are not the ones that make us hunched over. It is what happens internally. It is what Satan does inside us and the way Satan convicts us of the things that we have done in the past. 18 years this person has carried the weight of some, something she might have done that says that, that she feels that she's outside of God's love. 18 years she thinks that somehow whatever she did is greater than the love that God has for her. And this conviction has caused her to lock into a position. And we can, you know, when we're at the start of a journey, when we've done something wrong, we can kind of say, yep, look, I'm, I know that I did that wrong, but I'm all right. I can do that. I can fight that energy. But as time goes on, the longer Satan is coming at you, the harder it is to find that energy inside yourself to keep turning Satan away and saying, no, my God loves me. Whatever I did, I'm okay with my relationship with God. But if it happens day after day, if others in your family might throw stones at you, verbal stones I'm talking about, maybe not the, uh, not the uh, physical ones, but verbal stones. And we know that verbal um, stones are just as powerful as anything physical that someone can throw at us. They can hurt us. They can cause us to be hunched over. We can't fight Satan in our own power. And we see that today when, when the young lady, when the lady who was um, attacked for 18 years, who was bound for 18 years by Satan to a particular conviction, comes into Jesus' presence. And Jesus lays his hands on her. And he cures her of her ailments. What an amazing thing to be able to do, to be able to cure each other of the ailments, particularly the spiritual ones. Sometimes, though, we create structures and sometimes we have things that we do that we're, we're like the, the Pharisees. We have these structures that cause us to think about what we do more than who we are. And we were talking about that yesterday as well. And a healthy church never puts its structures ahead of the people that it serves, the people that it looks after. And we need to be reminded of that by, like by passages that we read today, that we aren't the agents of Satan who put the structures ahead of the people that we bring to worship. We are disciples of Christ who stop structures, who change structures around, who, who move things around so that Others can live. Others can have eternal life. Because that is what our Lord God does today in this reading. He frees her so that she can have eternal life. So if we're going to break down structures, let's break down one right now. And one of them is that when someone's preaching, they normally don't stop halfway through. So I'm going to stop. I'm just going to ask you to turn to two people around you and just say, there is nothing on heaven or earth that can keep you away from the love of your Saviour. So just find two, two people, randomly, and just say that to each other. Here you go, you can move around, please. The structure of preaching here is being broken down to make sure that everyone knows that God has love for them. 
Can I, can I just say one of the observations we, I had at St. Linus, and I, ha- and I have it here as well, is when I asked you to do that, I don't know if you noticed, but the level of joy just went up like a, a thousand notches. Now, whether you came in here deliberately feeling that God wasn't with you or you were under attack or not, can I just say, how good was it just to hear that from someone else? We can easily find the words to tear each other down and to say how awful we are or how awful something we did is. But how life-giving, how life-nurturing is it just to turn to the person and go, yeah, whatever you've done, we'll deal with that. But God loves you. And there is nothing on heaven and earth that will separate you from your God. How amazing is that for your heart? How uplifting is that for your soul? Because they're the things we need to have inside of us in order to be the disciples that go out and do our ministry in the world. In the Faith Matters task this week, I am asking you to personally now check in on anything that you are holding on that Satan might be convicting you about. Could be something you did 20 years ago. It could be something that is happening right now that could, maybe in 18 years' time, affect your relationship with God. And it's an easy sort of task. It's just to get a shopping bag and an item from your pantry, a can of diced tomatoes, a can of tuna, whatever you've got. And just to put that can and name it. Say, this is what, you, this is what Satan's convicted me of. Put in a shopping bag and just hold your hand straight. And then just keep holding it until you start feeling the weight of it because I'm telling you, even a 200 gram can after you're holding it for a little bit can feel quite heavy. Now the question at that point is how long do you want to fight that weight? Because that is symbolic of your internal spirituality. The longer you fight that weight, the heavier it becomes and the more energy you expend. And the pain of that keeps going, doesn't it? It becomes a physical pain. Well, think of that inside you. If you are holding on to the pain of your life inside you, how long does that stop you from being a disciple of Christ? How much pain does that cause you? So if you're willing to keep fighting that, well, keep fighting that. But there must come a time when you, like this person, comes across Jesus and lets go and allows Jesus to take over and to restore and nourish you as his disciple. Now, keep fighting that. That's up to you. But what I'm asking you to do is, even if you feel it slightly weighty, just let it go. Just hand it over. Give it to God. Because if your hands are weighed down, if your body is pointing to the ground, you are not looking up to heaven to find the word of God. Your hands are not held up in praise for God. Where else should they be? Should they be fighting the battle that Satan has against you and has bound you to? Or should they be openly holding people, hugging people, helping people with their tears and their needs. It's absolutely your call. 
But what I'm trying to do here is be the mirror that says, the sooner you make that call, the more joyful, the more joy that we have in our lives and the more joyful you are around people. So think about any spiritual weights that you might be bound to. Think about anything that Satan might be holding you to. Cast them on the cross. And I saw this amazing, I saw this amazing video of this service in, in Africa somewhere and they had a cross like ours. And just before they do the blessing, they say, they have this ritual where they cast everything on, I cast something on the cross and I've written to Bishop Kate to see if she'll accept that as a bit of a change to our liturgy. Where they cast things onto the cross and they name it for themselves. And guess what? When I see that, I see people straight, I see people tall, I see hands being facing God. And as a priest, that gives me joy. So if you want me to have a bit of joy in my life, please do that. The Lord be with you.